0: Tabletop Game Talk, On Topic, a show where we talk about tabletop gaming topics of all kinds. I'm one of your hosts, Fletcher. I'm Kitty. And I'm Chris.
1: This week, we're talking about our dream convention. Or maybe we're just talking about how an in-person convention is still just a dream. In any case, we'll talk about what we most like about conventions, what we've missed, and what we haven't missed, and what we're looking forward to.
2: But before we do any of that... A thank you to our Patreon friends of the show, Adam Harrison, Miles Clark, and The Gifted Games in Lake Illinois. You can find them at thegiftedgames.com. And welcome to our newest patron, Peter Fleming. And I have a feeling at the end of this episode, we're going to get some more patrons, or during this episode even, <laughs> because I have some stuff to talk about. Also, thank you to everyone who's ever been a patron, because you guys are all awesome. Um I thought you were going to make a James Bond joke. Wait. <laughs> I want to make a James Bond joke, but now I, I don't have the mental faculties to do such a thing. So you have to make it. <laughs> Insert James Bond joke here. Done. Perfect. Excellent work. <laughs> um, if you want to be in our live audience and there's reasons for that too, uh you can. We record on Monday nights at 8:30. You can go to tabletopgametalk.com/live and there'll be a link. You click on it and you join us and we talk about Oh wow, we talked about a lot of stuff that we can't talk about on the podcast before this, so, yeah, you'll just have to drive, <laughs> join the live audience to know what that is. Um, it's still mostly PG. Uh, yeah. So, we have so many things to talk about that are not even convention-related yet. I have to announce some things to Kitty and Fletcher, which you guys already kind of know. And okay, then we are going to be giving away our first drawing of 2021 today. I think it's, it's, not, it's our first... Drawing of 2021 for the year-long 2021 giveaway, if that makes sense. That makes sense, right? Isn't it still the first drawing? It is. I thought we did another one. Oh, no, we did an end of 2020 drawing, didn't we? Okay. I believe so. Yes. Okay. So this is the first drawing of 2021. Uh, The way this is working, if in case you're new, welcome if you are. If you want to enter this drawing, like, a year long, you get a year worth of entries by sending me one email saying, hey, I want to be part of your 2021 giveaways. That's all you have to do. And you will be entered, boom. If you're a patron, you automatically get that entry, plus you get an entry based on whatever your level is of being a patron. If you're in the live audience, when we do a giveaway, um, we're going to add you to the list as well. It's just one entry, so don't feel like you're missing out or anything, but... It's just email us and you got an entry as well. Um, I started doing an inventory of games. And by inventory, I mean, I was taking pictures of all the stuff that was downstairs and just writing them out because there's too many things. The way I'm going to do this is I think I have, I don't know, almost 30 games, a little over 30 games listed. And I'm going to list those in the show notes. If you're picked tonight, you will be able to pick a couple of those games. Um some of them are big so you, if you pick a big one then it's just that one, but some of them are smaller and you can pick a couple. Honestly, it's a negotiation thing. You just say, "Hey Chris, can I get this and this?" <laughs> and I will be like, "Yeah, yeah, you can." Um <laughs> so it's not these are not the complete list. I'm going to be adding more as time goes on. So it's not like if you get drawn in June, it's like, oh, all the good stuff's taken. No, no, no. I still haven't even put the good stuff on the no, list. No, all the good stuff's at the end. So you don't want to win right now anyway. Exactly. Exactly. The biggest game will go on the list in December. That's actually, I'm going to make that <laughs> right now. The biggest game, which Cross will be fingers, one of the, kick- win. yeah, it'll be a Kickstarter all in that game will be given away in december um you get the so, rest of the games that were unchosen <laughs> exactly <laughs> now there's i will put the full list in the show or the full rules in the show notes and these aren't legal binding i can change these anytime i want because producer prerogative but um the general gist of it is this when your name is called you have 2 weeks to get a hold of me work out what games you want and work out shipping so this is global if you want to pay for shipping um miles is in australia i think shipping for like a a deck of cards is 126 dollars but if he wants that deck of cards it's his (laughs) also miles might be an exception since he's a friend of the show but um we'll work that out but you have to get a hold of me within two weeks what that means is enter our 2021 contest and now you have to listen to every single episode to see if you've won i was going to say that we're going to randomly just you know throughout it's like ed's Wait, we're gonna pause. We're gonna do a drawing. We won't. It's gonna be at the end of the episode. If you really don't want to listen, just jump to the last part of the episode, and and that's when we'll do, be doing the drawings. Um, and yeah, so that's the gist of it. At the end of it, we're gonna we're gonna do that. Um, logo updates. So we have two new logos. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what's funny about that?
0: Nothing. It's just. I was wondering when this was going to happen.
2: <laughs> well, this is this is it. This is the announcement show uh, logo updates. So we have two logos, and I just literally saw the second one uh, a half hour ago, like the final version of it. We Ooh, we're gonna I do seen this. Yeah, no, you guys haven't seen it yet. Um, Sydney just showed it to me on her phone, so I don't even have a picture to share with you guys. So we were gonna do a vote of which logo everyone wanted. Instead, we're just gonna use them both. And what we're going to do, because Tabletop Game Talk was not an accident in that name. We wanted to be able to talk about any game played on a tabletop. One of the things that we're all passionate about are role-playing games. And we ping very... Pong. Ping pong. And ping pong. Role-playing and ping pong are two <laughs> things we rarely ever talk about. So, um the ping pong logo is going to be used exclusively, if ever, the second Tuesday... On an odd month is also an, on an odd day we talk about ping pong. Um, that's <laughs> not true, but that would be amazing if it were. <laughs> but all right, you'll know when you see the logos. But one of the logos is very role-playing centric, and one of the logos is very um, tabletop board game centric. We are going to talk about board games most of the time. But the first episode of every month, we are actually going to make this a role-playing topic. It'll still be entertaining because it's still us. And half the time we're going to make a drawing on the role playing episode. So you're going to have to listen to it or at least skip to the end of it, of the episode. Um, but we'll make it entertaining. We promise. And we're going to use a different logo because we're going to use the role playing logo for that episode. And then the other three or four episodes, because sometimes there are five episodes in a month. Uh, we will use the tabletop logo for it. So we're super excited about this. Um, at least I, I'm excited about it, but. So I'm going to pause for a moment. Kitty and Fletcher, I know I, I pinged this to you before and Kitty says, sure, I'll do that. Um, are you excited about this as I am? No, maybe.
0: I, I mean, I'm excited to actually have representation on the artwork.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. You are actually on all the artwork at this.
0: Yeah. We updated the, the new, the, the new, uh, tabletop artwork. Um, it's been updated. So it's no, there's a, you know, instead of not me, it's now just going to be all Josh. It's just Josh for all three players. <laughs> I like Ponytail no, Josh the I'm best. A, I'm in there now. Yeah. Ponytail yeah. Josh, Bald Josh, and,
2: uh, <laughs> Goatee Josh. Just Josh. <laughs> Goatee Josh. I like that. I know Kitty is looking forward to talking about role playing games.
1: I do enjoy talking about role playing games. I got really distracted by an Australian shipping rates but hole on the line i'm sorry
2: <laughs> i could always tell i'm so when-
1: used to just tuning out when <laughs> you're on one of your r- ramble about rules i was like oh i've got time to look this up
0: i <laughs> you know what's more interesting than hearing chris talk looking
2: up shipping rates to australia <laughs> all that's right what i want to learn about all right that's gonna be an episode any episode that falls on a never <laughs> we're gonna talk about australian shipping rates um. <laughs> and how
0: the Australian money is waterproof? Is it really?
1: It's true. Yeah, it sure is. Isn't
0: U.S. money waterproof too? Uh, well, it's not waterproof like Australian waterproof. money. Mm. Yeah, it, the Australian money is more. It's kind of like plastic. I, I, I mean, p- calling it plasticky is kind of like I don't know, giving it like a bad kind of name. But like, it's not cloth <laughs> like American money. It's is.
1: really cool. It is not cloth. Yeah, because like American money, like yeah. yeah, it can go through the washing machine and be fine.
0: Mostly,
1: but it's not the
2: same.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Miles. Miles has polymer, and yeah, Yeah. that's it. it Definitely has a good feel to it, but it's not like a cloth feel.
2: So Matthew asks if uh, the old logo pens and pins and shirts and all that stuff are they collector items now? They are. They're definitely collector items now. Um, (laughs) If you want them to be, if you want them to be, if you're collecting them, (laughs) does it
1: make them have value?
2: (laughs) <laughs>
1: my hands aren't translating to audio yeah <laughs>
2: no. now we weren't able to get um tristan to do the new logo so it is a different it's still animated not animated uh illustrated um and maybe i can it's get an a gift. i it wish animated? it was a gif yeah. that would yeah. be You're way more pod fun podcatcher of choice display <laughs> gifts. it's still <laughs> illustrated but it is an updated it is a different style i want to say an updated style because you know, they're just different artistic styles, but both logos are very different artistic styles too. I just couldn't pick. I like, I liked them both in the final rendering of them. So I'm like, all right, we're just going to do both of them. So you'll see this won't be in this episode, but next week we should see the new logo. Um, so that's our big thing. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, Kitty, did you want to talk about your ukulele lily?
1: I don't have one of those, but I can talk about my ukulele. (laughs) I don't know. So the the context this came up is I learned how to play the ukulele instead of doing the thing that Chris told me I was supposed to be doing for the podcast. So uh, I still feel like it was a good use of my time. (laughs) Um, It's really fun. I feel like that part in Stranger Than Fiction where Will Ferrell's like, I always wanted my life to be more musical. Now I I can play some songs on the ukulele. I feel very accomplished. So, you know, yeah.
2: I have to say I am impressed. Over the last three weeks, you've shown me bluey art. (laughs) Then you were commissioned to draw an entire family bluey style. (laughs) And then today you're like, "Eh, I just learned the ukulele. And then at the same time, almost in the same paragraph, you're like, but I don't have time to play that game. I just, there's no time in the day. Like, what am I supposed (laughs) to be able to do anything?
1: Did I mention I also sewed my son a pair of pajamas, like legit, like button up, cute little old man pajamas.
0: (laughs) And you had time to look up Australian shipping rates. Yeah.
1: Well, I only do that when Chris is talking about convoluted (laughs) contest
0: rules.
2: (laughs) I would mute you. But everyone else would still be able to hear you, so... (laughs) You can't
1: mute me over here.
2: Fine, whatever. can't
1: mute the source,
2: Chris. (laughs) All right, all right, fine, fine. But you have just an hour of homework to do for next week's episode. And I'm excited about next week's episode, so don't yuck my yummy fun or something. (laughs) I don't know. You what? should have just stuck
1: with the saying. It was just, like you yeah. you chickened out halfway through and made it worse.
2: <laughs> I, I, that's true. Yeah, I like I can I say I, I miss chicken nuggets a lot. <laughs> <laughs> They're just there's so is many it, points. Oh my goodness! Is it apropos right. of nothing. Oh, <laughs> uh, let's Does talk about conventions. This is apropos of
1: Chris hasn't eaten enough calories, so it's his true. drink is hitting it's, him too hard it's so too true. early.
2: Yeah, it's the caffeine. (laughs) All right. So we're going to talk about conventions this week. Uh, this was recommended by our audience last week. And this is kind of an interesting timing to this subject because approximately, I guess it's more like 11 months ago, the last actual in person convention happened. And this was Gamma that we never, we've never gone to Gamma. I would never consider going to Gamma. Um, not not for screw gamma well so gamma is the game association something 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 um it's basically Uh, publishers nobody cares yeah nobody cares uh a lot of people care and i listen to all the coverage on it but i don't actually go to it and after gamma essentially all conventions were canceled and we're still not in the convention season so i thought this would make would make an interesting topic if we looked back and Fletcher's take on this is going to be very different than Kitty and ours, because we're going to look back and say, Fletcher, what did you miss about conventions? And you'll be like, nothing. I've never gone to a convention. <laughs> but... It's very true. Yeah. But we will bring you into the conversation, I promise. Um, But I wanted to, like, look back, like, a year of not having conventions. Is that good? Is that bad? What, like... How does that change the way we look at games? How does that change the number of games we know about, talk about, all of those types of things? And when conventions finally do come back, not, I don't want to predict how they're going to change, but I kind of want to say how I want them to change, if that makes sense. So Kitty, question to you first, is: what do you miss about this year, not having conventions? Is there anything you missed?
1: I feel like I missed a lot of games that came out that were not on kickstarter so games that went like through other channels of publication i usually pick up at conventions uh i don't spend a lot of time at my local game store because i don't spend a lot of time outside my house because i have two young kids (laughs) Um, even pre-pandemic i didn't really do a lot of that um but conventions I could get someone to watch my kids and, you know, spend my time browsing games and visiting publisher booths that I really enjoyed. And I always had like a few publishers, like I make I would make sure at conventions I would go check out what they have and see, you know, these oh, like what's Osprey up to, WizKids, um, trying to think of some of my other
2: Those are your two top staples publishers.
1: I think. Those are yeah. some really good ones. There's one more that I really um I feel like I'm letting them down. But, (laughs) (laughs) you know, I feel like I missed seeing some of these things come out. And there's a few games that I definitely probably would have picked up at conventions that I just haven't bought. And I don't know if I will now because I missed these conventions. So what about you, Chris? What have you missed?
2: For me, the energy. Like, that's the big thing. So, I mean, we've kept doing this podcast, except we did take two months off, right? Yes, this is the year we took two months off but (laughs) yeah but last year was it last year no it was
1: i mean it was 2020
2: yes it was 2020 uh all right right right. it was within this 12 months (laughs) this 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 year has not changed from 2020 yet um it's been a pretty (laughs) bad month but um i just i miss because i used to go to at least a convention a month And regardless of what I did there, just setting aside time, whether it be a day, a weekend, a four-day weekend, or whatever, when I got back from those conventions, I was on, like, a gaming high. And I wanted to, like, check this out and check that out. And you're able to check out a lot more games at conventions because you can play demos without ever having to buy the game, learn the game, invest. And, like, you could just, like, 15 minutes, demo a game, and know all about well, maybe not all about that game, but but know if that game was for you or not. And this mm-hmm. year, I just, I wasn't able to do any of that. When I was looking at, like, if I wanted to do a top 10 games of 2020, it would literally just be the 10 games I played in 20, that were released in 2020. Like, <laughs> it, which is...
1: And we did that. <laughs>
2: yeah. So it's not, I, I think that that's one of my big things I miss. I miss the crowds. I miss the energy. I miss the dealer's hall for sure, but... You know, even like last year's gen, well, the last Gen Con we went to. So it was two years ago. We spent most of that time playing Keyforge. I didn't go to the dealer's hall almost yeah. ever, but it was still so much energy, so much fun and so much dedicated time. Like you spent the money to go there. You spent the money to have a hotel. You spent the money to, you know, all, everything you're doing there. It is designated to that one activity. <laughs>
1: I saw a tweet from myself that I like only have the fuzziest memories of about friends follow friends into the snake, Chris. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, it's just the weirdest things come out of conventions. Yeah. We were trying to get our badges at like, it was like two in the morning. And you know, they've got like those cattle pens that you like snake through. And Chris abandoned us as we entered the snake. I had to. And yeah,
2: (laughs) I'd already oh, been standing line in line for so like an long. hour and a half for the third it was, time.
1: <laughs> it was so long. It was such a long line. It went like all the way across the convention center. And it was seriously three in the morning.
2: Yeah. It, I mean, but it's one of those things. It's like a, it's even that line, even standing in line for like two hours is fun because you're hanging out with other people that are doing the same thing. And you're meeting up with people and people walk by and stop and talk with you. And it's it's almost like a family reunion Every time you go to a convention, you see the people that you only see at that particular convention. Yeah. So, and, you know, we would talk and then people would walk by and recognize our voices. And that was, like, the coolest thing ever.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So, I do. I miss I miss the energy. I miss the dealer's hall and I miss that kind of stuff, too. But it's just the designated, hey, let's go do this is my main thing, I think. I also miss not wearing a mask around people. <laughs> But I don't think that's convention specific.
0: But that's just, yeah, yeah that's just
2: in general. That would, I mean, <laughs> yeah,
1: this is life. It's weird how normal it started to feel. I don't know.
2: All right. So, oh, John Moving has a question. Moving away from that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, John asked a question. How do you experience a con? Do you just walk around, sit and play games, or visit the vendors? Um, I will answer. Well, actually, can you answer first? Because I think that you're, I'll just add on to your answer.
1: <laughs> okay, well, I've been to a few different cons, and the different cons I've been to, I've done in a few different ways. So, first year, I started going to conventions with Chris because we started doing this podcast. We went to Origins and Gen Con and Gamehole Con. And Origins and Gen Con that year, we did very similarly to each other. They're just different sizes. And that was basically, we would meet up with people that we knew through gaming, and we'd play some games with them. But like they weren't official events. It was just like somebody bought this game, and we'd all sit down and play. That kind of stuff. like Very casual. And then we'd wander through the dealer's hall, and we maybe played a couple demos, but not really. It was mostly just kind of wandering around, seeing what was going on, and playing when we had the opportunity and then at the end of the day we'd all go get something to eat and drink and we'd stay up late gaming yep so most of our big games were done at night and we did that for those two and we had live shows at both of those and that was very fun I really love the energy of our live shows I think the first one though was our very first live show we had like six people in the audience which (laughs) is so weird to think about now
2: yeah because that was at origins (laughs) and they yeah scheduled our room and then they moved it twice and they apparently they around. made an announcement was, and yeah
1: it was terrible <laughs> but still really fun and then our gen con show was like i was so shocked that people showed up and it was so much fun
2: yeah our gen um, con show tends to sell out every year simply because everyone knows that if you come to my gen con show you're gonna get a game <laughs> everyone's walking away with something yeah.
1: So that was my first year experience, and then for Game Con though, we signed up to run a lot of events. So we would. So the first time, Chris picked all of the games that I would be teaching, and he thought Josh was going to be there too. And then Josh wasn't there, so I was teaching a bunch of games that Josh was supposed to be teaching. And that is much more. I felt like I met a lot more people that we didn't have connections with that way. And that's how I we met Lightning Steve, a lot who's more games listening to us right now. So. Yeah, that's how we met Lightning mm-hmm. Steve. Um, I think that's how we, I think Gen Con live show is how we met Matthew, who is also listening live right now. Yep. Um, but we, so we had these games scheduled the whole time and we sat down and we played the, we didn't play them, we taught them and we occasionally played, but mostly we just sat and taught games all day, every day. Um, and we met we a lot more people that way and it was really fun though.
2: Yeah, we did one of the sometimes worst jobs Sometimes we did jobs a terrible ever. job, but
1: sometimes we did fine.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we did one of the worst jobs ever teaching Root. I, I still feel bad. So if... if
1: I didn't do that.
2: <laughs> I did. I'm like, oh, yeah, I you could teach it. a four-player <laughs> game of Root after playing it once. No. No, I couldn't.
1: <laughs> no, I did a really bad job teaching Terraforming Mars. But most of the other games we taught just fine.
2: Yes, the other ones were <laughs> fine.
1: <laughs> um. So that was my experience there. And then I've also done Gen Con where I signed up for events all day, every day, completely booked myself. Where I did we did this really fun um, role playing. It was a uh, Dungeons and Dragons TPK. So the whole point was that they were trying. They had set up this thing to kill your party, and it was like a race between different tables, and that was a really fun event. I played different Adventures League stuff. And I also played Keyforge, and I signed up to be part of the Vault Tour tournaments during that um, Gen Con. And that experience is a completely different experience than just wandering around, because it feels much more rushed. It's like kind of the hurry-up-and-wait thing, where you like rush, rush, rush to the table, and then you sit down and you can relax. But then you rush, rush, rush to your next thing. And there was one point where I was like, I need to lose the next game of KeyForge because I can't go to the next round because I need to get to this podcast live show that I paid ridiculous amount of money to go to. And I'm going to be there. And luckily, I lost because I'm not very good at KeyForge. So.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's actually one of my favorite things. When you're at a convention, you're just like, OK, I'm done with this particular event. I have to go to this next event. <laughs> and then you make this you make this wage like, all right, what event is more important to me? What should I do? Yeah. For me it was Keyforge or Arkham Horror, an Arkham Horror podcast that I really like, which is uh Mythos Busters. They were running an event at the same time. And I was doing really well in the Keyforge tournament, so I'm like, well, I guess I have to keep doing this. Um but i I still regret missing the Arkham Horror event.
1: Yeah, that's the kind of convention where you're like, I wish I had like a time turner. I am Hermione here. I need to, like, make my time matter more. There's so much crammed into that small amount of space. And then I heard there was, like, a cross-stitching event going on at Gen Con <laughs> that I missed. And I'm like, how do you... Like, how? How How can I do all these things? There's so much that goes on there. And, like, you can find something for anyone to enjoy yeah. at Gen Con.
2: And that's what I love about these conventions is there's just so much to do. So, I mean... A lot of the stuff that you just described, I was probably there with some of it, except for the podcast. I'm not into the podcast that you listen to as much as you are in the podcast that you're listening to. But <laughs> a lot of, like, I would drag you around the dealer's hall floor, and I think eventually you, you came to like that too. But when most of my conventions, go ahead.
1: No, I just learned to like different parts of the deal. Like, yeah. you like the dealer's hall, like, we just like different kinds of games, so like, I was overwhelmed by that. And when I'm going around to like your corners of the dealer hall, it's not the same as mine. So I found my corners of the dealer hall.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and and I actually liked walking around with you because you would look at games that I would just completely walk by. That's how we found um, the uh, your, the trick-taking game you like, uh, Camelot.
1: tournament at Camelot. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: It's like I would have never stopped. I, it wasn't my art style, but the game itself was like awesome. And it was a card game, which is not something I normally look for at um, dealer's halls either. But normally with conventions, the first thing I do is I go to the dealer's hall and I walk up and down all the aisles as quickly as I can to look at everything without stopping. People are like, oh, you want to demo this? Like, nope, I have no time. I don't care how good it is. I just want to <laughs> look at everything, have to see everything. And then I'll come back and start looking a little bit more. But I am, I guess, demo shy I do not like sitting down to demo games. I will watch other people demoing games, but I don't want to. I feel like if I sit down and do that, suddenly I have shackles on and I can't do anything else. And I can't, and I feel this super claustrophobic like, wait, there's so much energy and I'm just in this tiny little bubble and I'm going to burst. But when I'm walking around with you, and it was it was you and Sydney and Josh, I think, one year, and you guys kept wanting to play demos, so you kept making me play games. I'm like, oh, this is actually kind of fun. Um, <laughs> I
1: only remember getting you to play two demos, and that was – and it, it was actually Spencer. It, I don't think – maybe Sydney was with us. We played Potion Explosion, yep. and then I we also played the game that Sydney was demoing. But maybe that was two different years.
2: That was two different years. But yeah, we, d- we demoed Potion Explosion, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> this was fun. And I got to play with the people I was walking around with. And I didn't miss out on seeing something else. I actually experienced a game versus just watching something passively. I said, Watson, watching something passively. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, but yeah, that's... Uh, early on in my convention going, I would sign up for like seminars and... Like learning stuff. So I learned how to paint miniatures and I guess that was the main thing, but I would go to like RPG seminars as well. Like what's new in D and D and those kinds of things. Um, I would go to like D and D conventions. I would run games. I'd run tables, which I actually really enjoyed. But again, it was one of those things where it's like, you have to be here. You have to be here for four hours. And this is your convention time that now you're working. So I stopped doing that, even though I never once was disappointed at any table I ever sat down and ran a game at. I always enjoyed the people. I always enjoyed the games. I don't know what it is about me like feeling like, oh, no, I'm obligated. (laughs) I can't do this. I think it has to do with the fact that like, work is nothing but a wall of meetings all the time. So when I'm on vacation, I don't want that calendar wall saying you must do this. You're just
1: like Nelly Furtado.
2: I don't know who that is.
1: You're like a bird. You only want to fly away.
2: I only want to fly away. So, Do you know that song? I do not.
1: Oh, You know that song. You just don't know that you know that song. As soon as you hear it, you'll be like, oh, yeah, that song. It's right. not
2: good. Well, well don't, <laughs> don't sing it because we'll get banned from something, I'm sure.
1: <laughs> also, we'll have no more listeners. Anyone who is like, oh, yeah, I'm going to listen to this podcast. You can win games. They'll be like, except maybe I might have to hear that person sing again. So <laughs> never.
2: <laughs> You're not that bad um you're not good but you're not that bad
1: <laughs> the only person who has to hear me sing is my kid so uh,
2: all right so let's flip this over to the negative side because podcasts are only interesting <laughs> if you're being negative what do we not miss about conventions
1: the lack of sleep
2: uh, christopher dong just mentioned con which is a good one too oh yeah uh, and and it takes on new meaning these days um <laughs>
1: Yeah, everyone gets sick. You come home, you get a cold. It's like going to a water park. It's like, like an amusement. Everyone just gets sick. Everyone's germs are everywhere. Yeah.
2: You are exhausted all the time because once that energy wears yeah. off, like you should always take the Monday after a convention off. Just always just yeah. do that. Cause you don't want to go yeah, back. Someone
1: should tell my toddler. Yeah.
2: Well, there's <laughs> there's that too. Um I don't I don't miss Well, I think those are the main things. It's it's, it's really, actually, no, I don't miss the logistics of, like, signing up for a room and where are we staying and how are we getting there and parking and what are we doing for food and all of that. Now, some conventions are fun. Like, Origins, the the food options at Origins are amazing. And I love Origins for, you know, the food options. But, like, at Gen Con, you can stand in line at Steak and Shake for two and a half hours, for mm-hmm. mediocre food and servers that are just hating their lives. Um, <laughs> but ultimately, and then you don't want to eat the convention food there. That's just vile. Now, Gamehole Con has great... They do food booths and stuff. So that's not too bad.
1: Yeah, they just, have a whole bunch of food trucks that come park out there. And I think, didn't um, Gen Con do this too? They had food trucks parked in between the stadium and convention center. Yeah, and John's giving yep. me thumbs up.
2: Yep. But even food those... Food trucks are great. But even those you go to the food trucks and at Gen Con it's like, oh, it's you know eleven ten, everything's sold out. Like there were multiple <laughs> food trucks where you get there, and it's like everything's gone. I'm like, well, we're early. It's nine fifteen in the know. morning, you're out of I lunch. I remember
1: being <laughs> extremely I guess I wasn't extremely pregnant. Depends on how you define it. I was as pregnant as you ever get. You're pregnant enough. I was enough. all the way pregnant. <laughs> and I got there all just before pregnant. lunchtime. And I was like, I need food. And I ate a really delicious burrito from one of those food trucks.
2: So. Oh, yeah. That was the time where we were doing, you met at the stadium at Gen Con. Uh-huh. And you needed to get food before we went there. Because our show was in the basement of the, of the stadium yeah. there. <laughs>
1: Well, there was also, like, a terrible accident on, what is it, I-65 that you take to get there. And so everyone was getting directed off the highway, and it went from, like, oh, this is, like, a two-and-a-half, three-hour drive to, like, this is a five-, six-hour drive back down to the- it was only, like, three-and-a-half, four hours. I don't remember exactly, but, like, it was just the worst time to drive. And I was, like... I got up, like, at six in the morning and drove out to get there, like, right when things were opening. And instead of getting there, I got there, like, two hours later and was like, I'm starving and I can't handle life.
2: <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's take this into the positive now. And now we're going to bring Fletcher in the conversation. Fletcher. Because he's
1: been very quiet.
2: <laughs> well, and, and right. Talk about so. things that you liked about going to cons. <laughs> <laughs> what do you miss about Cons, Fletcher? Nothing. Nothing yeah. at all. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to make an assumption, and this is more of a hope than an assumption, but it's a, a hope assumption that <laughs> trust the me, it's a thing. <laughs> by oh July, we will be closer to back to normal. We will have the ability to go to conventions by July. This well, is I sure hope so. This is the assumption that we're going to make. The hope assumption. Um, Origins is already rescheduled to September. So Origins is still on the table. Um, And then Gen Con is scheduled their normal time frame, which is late July, early August, whenever that is. I don't know the dates. Um, Again, it's one of the things we haven't had to pay attention to the last year is when are the convention dates? <laughs> They're not. Fletcher, you've heard us talk about Origins. You've heard us talk about Gen Con. You've heard us talk about Gamehole Con. You've heard us invite you to all three of those conventions. Um I was supposed to go last year. You were supposed to go. <laughs> which one of those would you most want to go to and why? Gen Con 2021, um, August 5th through 8th. I, this just did.
0: <laughs>
2: maybe, maybe Gen Con because that's like the big one. It is. Hope, it is the big one. It is the big one. It'll be interesting to see what happens in Usually. 2021. Yeah. <laughs> um, which one is the close one? Is that Gamehole Con? Gamehole Con is closest yeah. to us to us. Yeah, although Hole Con's in Madison, Wisconsin, so from where you're at, it's maybe an hour closer. Okay. Um, yeah, it's
1: not that different than Indie.
2: Yeah.
0: Um I I mean, Gen Con is the big one, so that's probably the one that I would want to go to. Uh it's got the mo- probably like the most options for me, the most things to like do and see and miss. Um and would probably give me like the best taste of, like, what cons have to offer in general.
2: Eh, so, Kitty, yeah, my follow-up to you, Kitty, is which, <laughs> which convention would you recommend Fletcher go to first? Because you've been to all three of these now.
1: Ooh, if you could only go to one, I would maybe recommend Origins. Yes. I think Origins is a really good, it's big doesn't it's definitely not as big as Gen Con. But in some ways that makes it
2: consumable
1: easier. Yeah. You you don't feel like, how can I do everything? Like you just can't do everything at Gen Con. Um, but you can there's enough variety of stuff, but it's not quite as overwhelming. You don't get that kind of like people press feel, like sometimes, especially in the dealer's hall at Gen Con, you just get that like feeling of like I am in a very large crowd, um, yep. and I I don't always like that feel. <laughs> I know there are some people who really thrive on that feel; otherwise, mosh pits wouldn't be a thing. Wait a minute, <laughs>
2: who doesn't like being rubbed against sweaty people in costumes, like while well, looking at board? I, I don't. I'm not sure I know you anymore. <laughs> I don't like to be touched, um, <laughs> but. <laughs> but
1: there's still tons to do at Origins. They still have, um, what's the dungeon? True dungeon. Yeah, they have Actually, true dungeon. All three
2: of these conventions have true dungeon. They're the only place that, that true is dungeon's at. Yeah. <laughs> what is true dungeon?
1: Oh my goodness. Actually, um, no, 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 no.
2: Don't answer that, sh- <laughs> Fletcher. What do you think <laughs> true dungeon is?
0: I mean, if I had to guess, it'd be something like LARPing.
2: It's something like LARPing, but go further.
0: That you're, like, actually in a dungeon. Well, I mean, not, like, actually, but, like, they construct a fake dungeon for you to, like, go through. Yep.
2: Now keep going. What's the next thing that you would expect from it? <laughs> well, there's, like, encounters and everything that you would find in a dungeon. Uh-huh. And, and yes, that is 100%. It is, like, the most perfect name because you've essentially described it. The only thing that you missed was there's a character sheet hanging from your neck. But other than that, <laughs> that's True Dungeon. And it is awesome. I'm Fletcher the Bard. <laughs> that is exactly how that works. And, and bars, you get, like, items. <laughs> yep. There's little um, poker chips that are your items, and, like, they're potions or weapons or whatever. If you're, like, to fight, you'll use the poker chip, and you play, like, shuffleboard with the poker chips to see how much damage you do to creatures. To cast a spell, um, one of the moderators will come up and, like, which spell do you want to cast? This one. Okay, what is the matching symbol that goes with this? So as a w- mage, you have to like memorize these symbol matchings. And if you can name it, the spell goes off successfully. If you don't, it doesn't. And like all the different classes have different like mini games that you're practicing before you go into the dungeon. It's, it is, it's an experience like none other. It's about <laughs> an hour long. Each, I think there's six rooms. Typically, each room takes about 10 minutes and it's just, it's everyone should do it uh yeah that's true dungeon huh. yeah
1: and I think this is um Matthew who's in our uh live audience now is like huge all about true dungeon and that was how he ended up at Jen kind of volunteering with them and that's how he ended up as one of our listeners so yeah um yeah
2: <laughs> so
1: uh let's see so that happens at origins um they have those like crazy video game things like booth things that Spencer always thinks he wants to do, but then he never has time to do. Trying to think of some other stuff. There's but it's like big enough. There's a huge variety of stuff, but it feels doable.
2: Yeah. Whereas I think- Gen
1: Con just feels unwinnable.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so of those three conventions. So the reason we're using Gamehole Con, so Origins Gen Con, Game Con. Game Con I use because it's probably the biggest role-playing first conventions um as far as Content creators to uh, attendee ratio. Now, Gen Con has crazy amounts of these people as well, but the ratio is so out of whack that you'll never actually be able to interact with these people. It's also small enough where you will actually be able to play games with the creators of Dungeons & Dragons if you really want to. Origins, it is still my favorite convention, A, because of the food choices, B, because it is (laughs) a big convention with a small (laughs) convention feel. Gen Con is the must go to because it's just massive and overwhelming, but it's not necessarily the first one you should go to. Cause if you went to Gen Con first, you would expect every convention to be like that. And they're not. They're much like they're, the range is ridiculous. Um, honestly, Fletcher, we should go to gaming hoopla as your first convention. It's literally in two hotel (laughs) game rooms and there is nothing to it besides lowering your expectations. So when you go to these other conventions, you're like, oh, this is what can happen. Um But all conventions are cool, right? It depends on what you're doing. If you want to play games, go to Gaming Hoopla. That's all they do. They play games. Um, if you want to go to dealer's halls, then Gen Con is by far the one you should go to. If you're looking for role playing games, then Game Con is the one you're, you want to, you know, set your sights on. I just go to all of them because they're all awesome. (laughs)
1: Um, I'm looking at maybe going to one that I don't think Chris even goes to. And it's the reason I'm looking at that one is because my friend lives in Philadelphia. So I'm thinking of going to PAX Unplugged because I can just crash with Amy.
2: (laughs) Oh, do I not go to PAX Unplugged? (laughs) (sighs) So PAX Unplugged we went to last year. Didn't go to this year. But that was the first time you went. It was the first time. It is going to become a staple, though, because we have friends on the East Coast that are like driving distance. And PAX Unplugged is another fun one to just go and play games at um and it sounds silly it's like it's a convention you can just go and play games at not every convention is i i rarely ever played games at conventions um but something like pax like that's what i would go to do
1: okay so i know that i've tried to get you to listen to my podcast before mm-hmm. and everyone who's sick of hearing me talk about um the Glass Cannon podcast can skip yep. forward 30 seconds.
2: And also, they think, should pay us for how much we promote them.
1: I know, right? <laughs> um, but instead, I pay them. So <laughs> um, I think you should, instead of listening to their regular podcasts, you should go on YouTube and watch their live shows. They have all of their live shows free on YouTube, and you should watch those. Catch up and go to a live show with me because the energy at their live shows is amazing.
2: Oh, don't give me. And wrong. I am
1: so bummed about missing out on the Chicago live show. Except that I'm really excited for it to be rescheduled when I'm not 34 weeks pregnant. <laughs>
2: so, yeah. So yeah. I. I would go to a live show. I wouldn't get the jokes that you do because you know them and all of that. I would. I would still go. Uh, but there's a couple yeah, good Spencer questions. Spencer went
1: having no idea and still had a great time.
2: Yeah, there's a couple <laughs> good comments in chat. One is how about Spiel? So Essen is what we call it here, although people are trying to call it Spiel. Spiel is just German for game. Um, Essen is the town, so it's the game convention in Essen. Any in, in any case, um, Essen is something that if you are a gaming. If you are hardcore in this hobby, you should try to spend one of your vacations in Europe and go to Essen. You do not need to go to Essen every year. Just experience it once. It is fine. It is the largest gaming dealer hall in existence. It is an entire, I don't know, five aircraft hangars full of game game booths is essentially what Essen is. You don't play games there. When the dealer's hall closes, the convention's closed, because that's all it is. Um, but I will never discourage anyone. If you have the opportunity to go to Essen, do it. Um, the other question was from Matthew about Dice Tower Cruise. If you can go on a gaming cruise, just do that. Don't do anything else. If you're like, oh, I could go to Gen Con or I could go to Dice <laughs> Tower Cruise. Uh, cruise, why? Because you can catch COVID. I mean, catch. Don't, no. don't catch COVID. Get vaccinated first. But because... <laughs> All inclusive food. And if you're doing it right, drink. And unless you don't like drinking, then you don't need to do that. It is cheaper, but all inclusive everything. And you were 24 seven gaming on a boat. It is amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Like if I had to pick my favorite convention of all time, it would be Dice Tower Cruise because it's just because you're on a boat and the food is gaming. On a boat with unlimited food. Well, also like all the people that are running it and all the people like for Dice Tower, if you're like into that network and stuff, um, you're going to see everyone. You just talk to them while eating pizza at three in the morning. Like it's really kind of cool. Also, I really love cruises. (sighs) I miss cruises. All right. Let's get. All right. I haven't looked. Okay. We have a few minutes. Let's talk about now that I really love cruises. (laughs) What do we want to see? Like, what is our dream? The whole title of this episode is The Dream Convention. I think most of us just hope that can we dream that conventions come back. Um <laughs> But what is your dream con- convention? And Fletcher, I'm going to end with you because you've never been to a convention. So you are untouched. You are virgin convention material. And I just want to know from you, like, this is what I would expect from a convention or what I would love from a convention. But I'm going to start with you, Kitty. Then I will go. What is your dream convention?
1: Oh, I don't know. They, I I really like being able to go to different styles of convention. I like the different aspects that I get to see at all of them. So I guess maybe my dream convention is one where like, it grows where, like, you know, maybe Thursday you show up and it's a tiny convention, and on Friday it's a medium sized convention, and by Saturday and Sunday it's like a huge convention, and it like grows over time. And it's like not a thing that can happen, but this is a dream <laughs> that I'm having. So just go with it. We're like, I would love it if you could get like that small convention feel of like running into the same people all the time, getting to like know the people who are doing the same kinds of stuff as you. But you also have the big game convention feel of like I got to see everything.
2: I like it. For me, <laughs> I don't think it's a practical thing. Like I want GenCon on a oh, ship. Because mine now. was no. Well, well. All right. Yeah. This is a dream convention. This is a dreamland. Um, it's a dream.
1: Go with your dreams, Chris. Live yes. your dreams.
2: So I, I love the idea. So the the cruise thing I like because of the intimacy, um, which. It's weird because I just said I don't, don't really play games at conventions, but on the cruise, that was the thing you did, right? You just met up with people, you played together with, and you saw them over and over. You'd have dinner with the people that you were playing games with and you made friends. And like even the strongest introvert is forced to actually make new friends. And I consider myself, I don't know. I think I'm, I, we've talked about this. Like I'm the shy extrovert. It got. Over my shyness, and I was able to like see the same people and play games with people and like form bonds with people in that way. Also, I love cruises. If I was gonna do <laughs> my cruise, is my, a cruise
1: person, it
2: is. I would put Game <laughs> Con on a ship, and I think that that would probably be my ideal cruise. So, it is a role playing cruise on a ship with board games as well and a dealer's hall but the dealer's hall is relatively small but everything there is quality. You don't have any like, you know, filler booths or anything like that. Everything in that dealer's hall is something that you want to pay attention to. That would be my convention. And I I think that's actually doable cuz is only like 3 or 4,000 people. Um no. I guess no, it started out at 3. I think they're up to like 10,000 people now. But you could do that <laughs> on a ship. You could do that on a really big ship. You could sell out a big ship um that would be ideal for me now fletcher you do not have to worry about scaling or whatever what do you what would you want a convention to be like your first convention what do you want to get out of your first convention that you go to
0: oh man it seems like a really big
2: uh really big question <laughs> well this is how we're ending the episode so better be a big answer
0: um so things that you know i i kind of like obviously want to to be there is like being able to play lots of different games. Um, it seems like some conventions are better at that than others from what you've been describing, uh, to, um, a, a big dealer's hall. I have been, I've not been to a tabletop gaming convention, but I have been to other conventions before and I like a big dealer's hall. Cause I like going up and down the aisles and seeing all the new stuff they have. Um, so I I would assume that I would I would that I would like that at a gaming convention, and then the third one is like being seeing like lots of new I don't know experiences like you just described what a true dungeon a true dungeon is I've never even heard of that before, um, maybe lots of other interesting or fun things that I you know that maybe just seem more or less normal to you but like I've never experienced them I've never even heard of them, and just going to those and figuring out what I like and what I dislike and. You know, what was a good time and that kind of stuff. So That's-
1: I will give you and everyone listening a piece of advice that Chris did not give me my first time around. Because <laughs> Chris really likes to just like wander aimlessly throughout a convention. I really do. If you are the kind of person who likes to play games at a convention, you need to pay attention and sign up early. You need to like look at what's available and get in there Ahead of time, because if you just show up, you're going to be able to demo games, but you're not going to be able to like actually play like the official games. So I, something like Hole Con, Spencer thought he hated gaming conventions because he went to Hole Con with us and was like, "This is really boring." And then the next year, he signed up for all of the events and he had an amazing time. And I think he is like really excited to go back and do that again.
2: I I can't. Argue with that. I want to say you're wrong so much, but you're not. (laughs) You can, you're, when you have a schedule, even if it's just a couple things a day, and I wouldn't fill Mm -hmm. out your entire day. Like that's, oh, yeah, don't fill up your days. But even if it's just a couple things a day, that schedule will keep you from feeling overwhelmed. But at the same time, it'll keep you from feeling like you're missing out on things because Mm -hmm. you have things you're going to do and It's like, oh, I have to go here and I'm going to play this role playing game or I'm going to demo this particular new board game or whatever. And that gives you the full feeling of what you can do without feeling like, oh, my God, there's so many things I don't even know where to begin.
1: Yeah, I definitely like leave yourself open time in your schedule. Even if you're somebody who like likes to schedule like down to the minute, leave like and now I'm gonna leave myself time to wander the dealer's hall for a couple hours. Like leave those things open. Leave yourself lots of time for meals because if you do like back to back to back games thinking like, Oh, I've got, you know, time here, you don't. No. (laughs) So yeah. yeah. But (laughs) but do sign up for events if you enjoy actually like knowing that you're gonna be able to play something.
2: Yeah, I would leave two hours between any two events that you're going to do. Yes. Like, make sure that you have a two-hour buffer between them, because you, you have to take a break. You have to rest. Uh, but yeah, I mean, and that's that's really... I did not do this, because when I was going to conventions, again, that whole shy thing, I didn't want to tie myself <laughs> down. But honestly, the first, I don't know, f- almost five years I went to conventions, all I did is wander around. I didn't do anything. And then at Gen Con one year, I started playing Are You a Werewolf? In the... In the yeah. Um, at night, and that changed everything. That's when I started meeting people and making true, like, long-term friends and stuff. And it's you have to have some kind of anchor at these conventions to say this is why I go yeah. to this convention. And signing mm-hmm. up for these events, that's how you make those anchors. So, all right, okay. <laughs> um, I am looking forward to Fletcher taking you on your first convention. Kitty will be there too. It'll be a. Podcast adventure. Um, no, ma- so wait a minute. Um, all right, we have the dates for Gen Con. It's August, early August. I think the first weekend in August. I'm scrolling back Fifth to get through
1: 8th. I want to say,
2: yeah. Um, mark your calendar now because we're going to do a live show. If it happens, <laughs> we will be doing a live show. So I don't care if it's your birthday, I don't care if it's your grandmother's 95th birthday. You are going to this convention, invite <laughs> your grandmother, she will love it. And that's, we're just going to do that. After we've told you that Gen Con shouldn't be your first, but the fact that um, Origins (laughs) is after Gen Con this year, it just sort of has to work out that way. Um, But don't worry. We'll, we'll easy into it. It'll be, it'll be great. Uh, Will there be a live audience option for Gen Con for those of us that cannot go? You know something? Uh, This is, Steve just asked this in chat. If there is a way, actually, yes. So, um, Steve, remind me of this as we get closer. But what I will do when we do our live show at GenCon is I'll set up a Zoom so you can actually live in on Zoom and see us. Now we won't be probably as. This interactive. sounds like a
1: Spencer or a Sydney job. Yeah,
2: yeah. We'll and have they Spen- can be
1: reading One of them can read the computer.
2: Yeah, we'll have them be. Uh, they'll they'll man the Zoom camera. But yeah, we can do that live for remote. And that's actually one of the things I wanted to mention for what we've learned in during the pandemic is conventions online conventions just aren't the same. They're not. There's no way that anyone can argue that they're great. But adding an online component to conventions is something I don't think we should forget about. And that's something we can do in our live show. Is like, look, we've been recording live at home for, you know, year and a half now. And we might as well do that for our live show. Now we have a live audience and we still have people on Zoom. I think we'll keep doing that. So we'll let everyone know this is exactly when the time is happening. It's going to be an odd time in the middle of the day. Um, But we will try to make it easy. Uh, not really middle of the day. We'd normally do them at the end of the day. But we'll make that work. Um, So Steve, do not let me forget that. And we are going to make that happen. All right. Uh, right. Let's do some... Out- oh, wait. We haven't drawn the... All right, so... Now, we need to draw our first winner. And first, I just want to go very quickly, so if you have not yet sent me an entry saying, "Hey, you want to be part of the contest," or you haven't been a patron because you want to say, "Hey, we love what you do and we want to help you, you know, give away all these games." Um, I'm going to get a quick list of these games, and some of them people have never going to heard of. Other ones will be old. This is literally just the pictures that I took downstairs, and these are the games that are going to be in the initial list. So, Crossbuster Quest. Um, Akonos, I don't even know how to say that. Catalyst, Quest Time, Quest, Time of Heroes, uh, Blood Bowl, the base game, Card Rogue, High Heavens, R- Room 25, Stop Thief, Immotap, Um, I think that's how you say that, Clank, and clank in space is still in shrink arkham horror third edition between two castles of med king lowood ancient worlds the captain is dead dangerous planet and the captain is dead Lockdown. those are a pair um arabian Nights. that's a hard game to get also amazing uh Celestia celestia uh mage knight the base game uh dice T- or dice city adrenaline crusaders Thy will be done the deluxe version uh final hour uh, which is arkham horror uh Forum Trojanum Clash of Rage, Gents, I think that's Gents, Gentsies, Smash Up, The Big Geeky Box with, I don't know, probably 10 expansions inside of that, uh, Dire Wild, Firefly Adventures, Dresden Files, Co-op, Card Game, and most of the expansions for that, Reef, Arena of the Gods, Munchkin Gloom, The Legend of the Cherry Tree, Scoriers, The Card Game, Renegade, and Steamrollers. So all of these things are the initial, and like I said... Um, you'll probably, depending on the size, you're going to pick two or three, maybe one, depending on what it is. But um, you get to decide. You get to say, hey, Chris, can I get this, this, and this? And then I have to say no. So <laughs> that's the initial list. And that's what we're drawing for. And now I just have to, oh, wait, this the initial list is on the same sheet that I'm drawing for. Uh, Fletcher has already added all our live listeners, which is yep which is cool. Uh the live listeners obviously won't carry over, but if you're listening to us live, you get you get an extra entry in there. So just so that everyone knows, we have let's see here, 301 total entries at the moment. So, we're going to go 54321. You have 2 weeks to get a hold of me and pick the games from that list, which I will also put in the show notes so that you don't have to keep listening to that over and over. Um, <laughs> look them up on BGG yourself, because I am not putting links to all these things on there. So, uh five, four, three, two, one. And the winner is... Well, it's about time, Christopher. Christopher Dong, who's also in <laughs> our live audience, but he won from his patron entry. So, winner?
1: He's been sad about not winning in every contest i think ever i
2: think for <laughs> he's i think, been here for a long time i think there's been like 3 or 4 years now that christopher will email me he's like every entry possible you mispronounced this, this. my name
1: <laughs> <laughs> so so good yes.
2: so congratulations christopher actually that that's fantastic um so that is our first winner and we will. I have boxes for all these things. This is going to happen probably every other week. We're going to do a drawing because as I was going through and looking at games, I just have too many, and I will still have plenty for the Gen Con episode as well. So, um, yeah, now's the time. Support us. Support me in getting rid of all these games out of my basement. <laughs> um, and we will. Yeah, I. I. This is just fun. It's fun for us to do this. All right, now that I've done that, um, let's see. Yep, Kitty and Fletcher, you continue doing the rest of this
1: tabletop game talk is a proud member of the dice tower network if you'd like to follow us on social media the links for facebook and twitter are in our show notes want to watch us record live you can find a link for that in the show notes too comments or questions email us at feedback at tabletopgametalk.com hosting fees and giveaways are sponsored by our patrons if you'd like to be one of these wonderful people you can find out how by visiting our website tabletopgametalk.com and clicking the support us link and there's a link for that in the show notes too
0: finally a few a huge thank you to our current patrons Adam Harrison, Miles of the Castle Clark, The Gifted of Games, Jason Strong, John Lewis, Joe Hoover, Jeremy Fisher, Terrence Milner, Sean Peck, Christopher Dong, Jarrett, Jennifer Inkelbrecht, Brian Arnold, Michael Yanikowski, David Sellers, David Ratke, Jason Marks, Anne Reynolds, Christopher Letgo, Stephen Judd, Leanne Verhulst, Joe Rackstad, Weatherman Keith, Paul Raymer, Jimothy, Ben Gary, Matthew Droke, David Ranked, Jerry Wong, C. Marie, Justin Willard, Jason Rodney, Cindy Loom, Eric Hoffman, Adrian Dong, Baz Flintham, Eric Slander, Glenn Cotter, John Williams, Sir Sully, Adrian Fayesh, Kamal Berth, Peter Fleming, Sean P. Kelly, Mike Smith, Caleb O'Brien, Don Gilstrap, Aaron Moore, Ron Nelson, Agnes Toth,
2: Charles Pearson, Jesse Wheeler, and Ronald Roy. Thank you to everyone who's ever been a patron. Until next week, keep playing games and having fun. So I just realized that I wasn't sharing this the spreadsheet as I was doing the drawing. So we may have to invalidate that and do it over. (laughs) 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 All right, we'll make an exception this time. Christopher can still win. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so let's talk about D and D briefly. Um, What happened this week? So we were
1: at the yawning portal. And yes, the the head of the person the the group that tried to kidnap Tabby showed up and started talking to us, and we got transported to the ethereal plane. I want to say
2: astral plane,
1: astral plane. At least astral that's sheet.
2: the theory. Yeah. So
1: close. That's my my working theory as our mage, um, where we were attacked by shadow
2: guests. And, and evil I Tabitha. was not
1: ready for it. I did not have <laughs> my spells prepared for combat. I was in my travel spell preparation mode and it was very frustrating. Pro
0: tip, always be in
2: combat mode. Just <laughs> always. I
1: did have Fireball ready and I did get to use it for the first time, which felt amazing.
2: But And it had you know. a cool special effect <laughs> when you were using it in the astral plane. It's um, very fun. Yeah, so evil, <laughs> evil Tabitha was from the future, from the future, controlling these ghasts and um, really had a like a grudge against you guys for some reason.
1: She seems Kip's terribly that confused. We
2: her. <laughs> well, you did, obviously. It's otherwise, like, why would she be mad? And then she yet. was like, I'm
0: gonna kill you so you won't abandon me? And then we're like, but if you kill us now, then you would be causing your own abandonment because
2: we're with you. <laughs> Apparently,
1: she's messed up her timing. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, there's. Time is a funky little thing there, too. Yeah. Now, that was a kind of a fun battle. Um, cause the way that I set up the battle mat is you were on, you're basically just kind of like walking in space in this like void, mm-hmm. but you had very limited visibility. So walking around, you could just like bump into these things that wanted to kill you. And you were trying to find original Tabitha, young Tabitha, to like get her out of her whatever crazy psychosis, because you could hear her voice, like, pleading for help the entire time. Um, but yeah, it was kind of fun. It was one of those things where I think I could have only done that. I guess I could have done it in, in like, paper and pencil, like, in real life. Um, I would have just, like, plopped things down. But it felt more claustrophobic and discoverable. Again, those are words I make up. Um, well, That's a word "claustrophobic" <laughs> is actually a word. Discoveryable probably discoverable,
1: discoverable, <laughs> discoverable is though.
2: <laughs> yeah, but it's not as fun. Um, but yeah, I'm really um, big in foundry.
1: It's really fun. My only thing is that me and Spencer totally cheat because I can see his screen the whole time because it's our TV.
2: Yeah, which is which is hundred percent fine. Like it's not necessarily meant to keep yeah. all information Honestly, private or anything.
1: He can't see my screen, and most of the time I can see more than him anyway because I have dark vision and he doesn't. So yeah. it works out.
2: Yeah. So, but yeah, I'm looking forward. One of our episodes will be on virtual gaming. Maybe that's our that's our first. RPG episode is just like virtual gaming and foundry and and that kind of thing. Um, but we'll talk about that. I want you guys to be more involved when we pick those topics than me just like throwing out a topic. And I think one of the cool things about, and we're still going to do these recaps at the end of every episode because that keeps us, this is kind of our campaign diary. <laughs> um, But one of the things I think will be unique about us talking about RPGs is we're talking about it with DMs and players at the same time where most RPG podcasts are like, you're hearing from the DMS and I'm, I'm more, I'm super interested in how you guys feel about certain things that are happening and going on. And that's why I'm excited about doing these RPG episodes and just like, more or less, it's almost like a therapy session, right? You know, what are you guys <laughs> looking forward to? Like, I know Fletcher just wants to murder everything. Kitty just wants to murder everything. Um, <laughs> actually, all you guys just want to murder I do. everything. Um, I just want to run up and stab (laughs) things over and over.
1: Sydney occasionally wants to Diplo, like, the weirdest creatures. Yes. And that's what I find delightful (laughs) about role-playing with her. Because you never know which Sydney you're going to get, because half the time she still also just wants to murder
2: things. So, and (laughs) Uh, I want to make... We're a bit stabby as a group. (laughs) And I just want to make sure that there's a story and a reason that you're murdering everything. Like, that's my only goal, really. Um, So... Yeah, it's, it's all good. Uh, John asks if your girlfriend plays Fletcher. And why doesn't Carmen uh, play?
0: Uh, Carmen doesn't.
1: Because she has a life. <laughs>
2: <laughs> she doesn't, though. She really doesn't.
0: <laughs> well, so she... Uh, Carmen is a nurse. Um, and she works, like, an odd schedule. So she works at night, first of all. And she doesn't always work the same days. So having a... Have, having something where we always play on like friday like half the time she's not even here she's at work um and number two i don't know if she would enjoy it so much she might enjoy it like a little bit kind of if we're all together and chris is dming but i don't really know if it's
2: her if it's her jam yeah let's say. the main thing but carmen might be
1: me like 10 years ago
2: Yeah, I think what it it requires more than anything is just allowing yourself to get. Well, we talk like the the circle, right? That that circle of trust, circle pretend, the circle pretending or whatever. Allowing yourself to get there and be like, okay, I'm participating in this story. If I'm participating in this story, I can have fun. If you look at it from the outside, it's like, what are you guys talking about? I don't get any of this. Y- you're not gonna feel it. And I don't think she's there yet. But I think I we could get think, her there. So that seeing
1: it from the outside, seeing people in the circle gives you an idea of how it works. Like, because it it took like a year of you guys playing in my house in front of me before I was like, I wanna give this a try because I had a lot of Wrong assumptions about what role playing was, and maybe that could be a role playing episode we get into.
2: Actually, that should probably be the or, like, first episode. Role
1: playing assumptions.
2: <laughs> yeah, that should be the first so, episode.
1: There yeah. you go. If you stuck around for like ten minutes after the credits, <laughs> you get to know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I'm not sure, like it, for D and D, like I'm not sure what. I'm not saying there is no draw for her, but like for me, like getting into D and D was like a mechanics thing, like. Oh, this is like a bunch of rules. I can read all these rules. I can like pick a character. I can like customize it. There's all these kind of like feats and strength things and you know, pluses and minuses. So I was like mechanics driven to
2: this game. Um, I save it for Common next week. Is, yeah. <laughs> I think <laughs> wired in that same way. Yeah. And actually that's one of the things we'll talk about in our assumptions episode is the mechanics don't matter. They don't matter nearly as much as just sitting down and having fun telling a story and. Because, I mean, my niece is with us right now, and I want to get her to play, too. But she's like, oh, I don't know. I'd be good at it. Or I don't know what the rules are or whatever. I'm like, none of that matters. Like, none of that matters.
1: Save it for next week.
2: All right. Well, not next week, but in (laughs) two weeks. Tune in next week. Yeah.
1: Okay, two weeks. (laughs) All right. Bye, everyone. first role-playing episode.
0: (laughs) Bye.